0: hey y'all welcome to bookish bitches it's not your grandma's book club so grandma if you're listening please don't i'm lauren i'm megan and in today's episode we're going to be talking about serpent and dove by shelby Mahurin. and i'm hoping i'm saying her last name right um, I, mean, I have said it any better. yeah so this was one of megan's picks so i'll let her do the summary um so start wherever you like
1: it's been a little bit um but i do remember it being a really fantastic book because i immediately bought the uh second and third. Um, basically it's about this young witch named Lou, and she lives in this like fantasy old time version of France, basically, where the world is divided between uh slash royalty and uh supernatural. So if you're supernatural, you're pretty you're pretty much extradited from the society, you are hunted down at that point um so people really keep their identities to themselves so nobody can like come for you and so that comes with our character lou who is a witch and she's actually um a very important witch and we'll get to that later on um but she does come into trouble eventually and meets reed who is one of the shufflers i i know i said that wrong so don't come for me um (laughs) and they're basically like the guardsmen, they're the order, uh, because the church is very heavy in this book, and they're supported by the church, mainly the archbishop. Uh, so the archbishop beca- uh, makes a deal with Reed and Lou to get Lou out of trouble. Reed must marry her, and she has to be, like, the perfect wife, because at that point, I think Reed, need- Reed needed to marry someone,
0: right? So the whole, th- whole thing with, like, Reed getting married was he's in love with this lord's daughter who her yeah. sister just died so she's like no i don't want to marry you i want you to find her killer okay yeah. um and he's the whole thing about the Chaucers is, is like they're super uh uptight religious abstinent kind of thing yeah and but
1: then our- there's blue and yeah. polar opposites blue is not uptight she's not it's this whole thing uh, so they end up marrying, and the marriage is so strained and so funny to watch their dynamic. And they eventually do start liking each other. Um, but they do meet a lot of obstacles in the book, and the end is crazy. Lauren loved the end. <laughs> she, I compared it to a Kardashian episode. Yes.
0: Shook upon shook upon shook.
1: Yeah.
0: It just so, needs the dramatic music.
1: Yeah. So let's start off with Coco
0: and Blue's Friendship. I, so okay I love their friendship <laughs> it reminds me actually a lot of our friendship yeah because like one of them has like some very serious trauma and the other one's like I'll fuck up anybody who comes for you like that's the dynamic yeah. um it
1: goes the one with serious trauma uh well both of them do actually <laughs> yeah um but Coco's is more along the lines uh so they're they're both witches Coco and Lou are both witches they come from different clans though um and I believe their uh Coco's family actually comes pretty press like pretty um into the second book so we won't talk about that yeah um but Coco was thrown out wasn't she from what I remember she was thrown out or something
0: happened we know that she's not with her coven anymore. Um and we know that she still talks to her aunt, so, yeah, yes, yes, and no, she's not completely shunned, but she doesn't really talk to her family anymore.
1: They're both sort of on the run and hiding a yeah. lot. Actually. Um, but their friendship is so cute because it, it's not polar opposites. It's more like what one is more contained, and the other is so crazy
0: yeah um, but they balance each other really well
1: yeah coco's re- there to rein her like lewin and be like okay listen uh we're both in the head of the church's house right now let's not go kill him let's kind of stay low and yeah. let's you know play our cards right and lose like fuck that shit
0: um <laughs> like i hear you i hear you but maybe no
1: like i hear you but honestly fuck off <laughs>
0: My favorite thing like really early in the book is Bass is Lou's like ex-lover or whatever and Lou is sitting there musing about like how good he was in bed and how much she kind of misses him like sexually and Coco on the other hand is like getting ready to fight this man across the table like they're going at it the whole time and I'm like I love this.
1: Coco's like I don't care if you like him I don't. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just and also so unhinged about the way she's talking to him.
1: She's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I think he's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean and she ends up being right, but
1: Yeah. I can't remember much about Bass. I'm not gonna lie. Because I read this book a
0: year or so. Ago. He is um very slippery because he comes from a position of power in in a way. Like he is from the royal not the royal family he is from like a family of high standing but he's insignificant enough to slip through the cracks and he uses that to steal from people because he wants to
1: yeah yeah
0: and that alone should tell you how he is as a no morals yes there's literally no morals it is every man for himself for themselves and when the three of them break into oh what is his name the one the one lord's house who his oh. daughter has just died.
1: Oh, I can't remember, but Reed was heartbroken to say the least.
0: Yeah. Well, because Reed's in love with his other daughter, and she's just absolutely like, no. Uh, but they break into his house and, again, standing Coco. Coco flees, but she turns back for Lou. Yeah. And she basically catches her before Lou is, like, off in the distance by herself, lost. Yeah. Bass, on the other hand, lays on the ground and screams her name after abandoning her.
1: Oh my god, what a pussy.
0: Yeah, he's literally screaming for her help after he just ditched her ass. Um,
1: yeah, because he put Lou in a very compromising situation. With well, the whole, like, she, she ended up getting caught because of him.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they tipped off the guards, which, like, that's fine, plan went wrong. But then he proceeds to go, alright, bye hold on let me see i just turned to the page (laughs) because i was looking for the the one dude's name um tremblay is the is the family Mm. that they're robbing because they have this like magic ring that lou wants to protect her from her mother which we'll talk about a little bit later but yeah um oh where is it so bass says can you get us out and Lou is trying to figure it out. She's freaking out at this point. She's already used a lot of magic, so she has broken fingers because that's like there's a price for it.
1: Oh, that's and- what her bitch's name is, Cecily. Or Cecily. yeah,
0: <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You cut off.
1: Where she's like, see, Cele- like Cecily's like trying to get up and read shit, and he's like, "You didn't want me." Yeah, I yeah.
0: And we will talk about that in a minute. Um,
1: I pointed that I was like, "Fuck you."
0: <laughs> yeah. ben-
1: oh, she tried to call Lou a whore. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: sorry um you're good but bass after she says that she can't get him out goes right squeezes her shoulders and goes good luck and then leaves he literally runs out of the room and leaves her next to this open safe in the most incriminating position possible which i think honestly if baz wasn't such a dick um (laughs) she wouldn't value the things that she does about reed even when she's trying not to value it about him because Bass would never protect her, read pretty early into their relationship, swears that no man will ever put his hands on her, and that he will protect her. Yeah. Sorry, I had to, like, inhale after that soapbox tangent thought. Um. <laughs>
1: <coughs> oh, honey. Oh, you're fine. I'm not even gonna describe what just happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you may even know about gender politics. Politics, and I will give you my view on that. Why did you say that?
0: So I put it in there for a number of reasons. Um, starting chronologically, the first thing is the fact that Lou and Coco dress as men to be able to even just navigate the world at large. Lou personally does this because she's in hiding from her mother, but the fact that they both masquerade as men because it gives them more freedom and ability to. Move throughout the world uh, was something that I noted. The other part uh, was when Lou and Reed got married. Mm-hmm. So the, I have an issue with like traditional Christian vows because of the line "you must obey." Which we see Lou being like, yeah, cute. No, I said I will. Um, No, though. But like the fact that the Archbishop and Reed and all of the men around her, and even the women, are expecting her to
1: be this perfect, keep your mouth shut little
0: wife. Mm -hmm. And also, I love the the lady at the beginning. So the whole situation of them getting married happens because Reed spots her in this, um, it's called Soleil et Lune. So it's a, a theater where she hides out and he spots her and they end up tumbling onto the stage and when she's backstage running from him she yells, please help me, and they take it as he's, like, assaulting her. Yeah.
1: Um, oh yeah, I remember that now. Yes. Yeah, it was the was a whole the, thing. The it's, girl, it's completely against the
0: code. Yeah, um, and the girl that, like, tries to protect her, even when the Archbishop is, saying, is making up this lie about Lou being his wife, she's looking at Reed like, oh, fuck you up. And yeah
1: yeah so there's the whole thing with um, reed's like i swear to god if you don't fucking go along with it i'm gonna kick your ass and yeah. then they all through with it they had to follow through with it because if they didn't then reed would have been charged and he would have had to um have basically either go to jail or he wouldn't be able to be a guard anymore with the chaucer i'm sorry i keep chopping it and i'll say it a different way every (laughs) single time chaucer's chashay i don't give a fuck
0: um yeah (laughs) and i think it's interesting because reed thinks about and realizes that the archbishop could have easily pardoned him yeah but in doing so brings a question to the um chaucer's as an organization and you know questions um
1: and also the the Archbishop. archbishop The Archbishop had um motives on Reed's end and Lou's end. Yes. So this union worked out perfect for him. The fact that they did it to themselves, he was like, fuck yeah, I can get rid of uh, two birds in stone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. It's really weird. And we'll talk about why it's really weird. Yeah. But he talks about Reed like his son. Yeah. And, spoiler, big old, you know, red siren.
1: We'll talk about parents in a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's incoming. But his relationship (laughs) with Lou is, like, he's biologically her father. So it's like, well, you are marrying your children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: the marriage between Reed and Lou, I thought was cute. (laughs) Because Lou, like, purposely tried to set him off. Every chance she could.
0: Oh, absolutely, as you would expect her to.
1: Exactly, and also Coco was downstairs, like in the uh infirmary, uh. So she was there for Lou, and Lou needed it, um, because they had ulterior motives. But um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny because we got the crazy hothead, and then we have Reed, who's all put together, and he's trying to put on the show that oh yeah, I'm in love with my wife, blah blah blah
0: um he's he doesn't even try when they're in public initially though
1: yeah at first he was just like fuck this i hate everything that's
0: happening he constantly is like yanking her around just rolling his eyes at her is like he's not like violent towards her and he even consciously is like i will never lay my hands on her
1: yeah he's like we're never this this isn't a real marriage i will never have sex with her yeah uh uh, that's a full full lie uh they do have sex um so (laughs) but eventually they start seeing that they have similarities from different cultures like she came from uh and she doesn't even know that she's a witch at this point because it's unheard of to to be able to talk to them or have a relationship with them because yeah they hunt
0: them and the big way they're able to identify the witches are through a a certain smell which lou doesn't smell like that but that's also because she's trying to hide
1: yeah yeah, she has ways where she's able to get away with it, and nobody suspects a thing.
0: Yeah, and her magic is very different from Coco's because Coco's magic is it's physically taxing, so she's covered in scars. It's a lot easier to spot her as a blood witch. Lou's magic is is different. Um, I can't remember what kind of witch exactly she is, but hers isn't identifiable by sight.
1: Yeah, Coco's a blood witch, so they use blood magic uh for everything so she's covered in scars and everything i i i do not remember what i feel like it has something to do with the soul one second let me take a gander here but lou's coven is a pretty high-ranking coven it's like one one of the top dogs yeah um so <sighs> yeah what was nah, nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. sorry everyone <laughs> And um, so basically, uh bu- 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 what is it <laughs> What is it, yeah. Huh, I don't know, actually
0: they I don't know. they talk about when she is introduced which I'm actually, I have that marked um just have to find the actual thing that's marked mm. Lady Mademoiselle Mademoiselle Perrault is the name she picks up and um, it's because her last name is actually identifiable which Lou observes mm-hmm. um, where does it say What does it say because it starts with an M and, like, the yeah. name change she makes a note of. Um, and she literally gets into the Chaucer's um, compound by spelling a girl. Which is is a little dangerous, but hey. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Damn. Where are you? Which also is really interesting because it's, like... This is a side note while I look. Um, the... Chaucer's are like, oh, we protect the innocents from the witches, but they have all of the victims of the witches locked up in a tower, experimenting on them. Yeah. Or sorry, trying to pray it away. They're experimenting on witches they capture. But it's the fact that they clearly have such a twisted idea of, like, sensibility and moralism, while also being super cruel. Mm Mm-hmm. Where are you? I know I have this. Maybe I just won't find it. <clears throat> also, I know
1: she's a witch that's feared because she left her coven two years ago and yeah. she, she forsook, all magic she did, and she was living off whatever, she, whatever she could steal. Um, but witches like Lou were hunted. They were feared, and they usually were burned
0: yeah i found coco's last name finally as as soon as i was like i'm not gonna look for it
1: yeah it was like
0: mon mon or something yeah like that. so something that is clearly not a common last name
1: yeah exactly um but yeah reed and lou's relationship was super cute uh eventually reed does figure out that she's a witch and he doesn't react well at all um <laughs> at all he basically said this marriage... And they had sex already, so at that point, marriage was pretty much concrete. Um, but when he discovered she was a witch, he was basically like, this marriage is null and void. I don't want it anymore. And he left. Yeah. Uh, which had her upset. She ran away. Um, The entire last two years of her life, she was escaping her coven and her mother for this reason. She was escaping because she is the daughter of the coven leader. And in order for the witches to gain f- cu- full control of their magic again and have a hand over the Shouseurs, um, they have to sacrifice Lou, because she's the coven's daughter, and the daughter of the coven leader has to sacrifice her greatest uh, treasure or love. Something of that sense. So Lou ran away, for obvious reasons, and She's captured when she runs away from Reed. Yeah. Eventually, Reed gets his shit together after Coco slaps it into him. Um, <laughs> as
0: Coco does.
1: As Coco does. At that point, though, um, it's kind of fucked. Uh, so, <laughs> and then at that point, the Archbishop decides to make his pa- patronage of Lou known because he's lou's father and he had sex with lou's coven's leader the mom Mm -hmm. and basically so she could have the most powerful kid from both sides of the the street you know like oh we got the archbishop the head of the church and then we got the witch
0: (gasps) which like that's still to me is really i don't want to say confusing but confusing because he yeah. is committing his whole life to killing off the line of witches, yet he fathers a witch child, or er, he fathers a child that will be very powerful, knowing that he's fathering a powerful child.
1: Yes, but keep in mind, there are no males in any witch coven. At yeah. all. There are no, no males. I can't, I believe males are killed off. Yeah. I believe, it may not have been mentioned in this, book, in this book, it's probably in the second book, males are killed off
0: yeah which i mean explains why
1: because they they can't have they don't have magic so why yeah. have a mortal as a child when you could just kill it and get another one well,
0: was- such a no you're <laughs> <laughs> such a <laughs> loving way to be such a know. loving
1: one. uh so now coco ansel who's their friend um i believe bass was involved i don't know though um this is a while ago. So Coco, Reed, and Ansel, and the Archbishop, um, are going to try to go find Lou because at that point Reed has accepted she's a witch. He's in love with her. He's like, "Fuck it, you know, that's my wife."
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He
1: made a, it was such a cute declaration of love too, because literally he was like, "Where's my fucking wife?" And because she wasn't there so he started beating up some of the guards and they're like we don't know man (laughs) uh and then Coco's like her mom got her ass
0: yeah like somebody come on now have some sense and then Coco's like I got some sense yeah I got you
1: so they all go and that's also in this point I know I'm jumbling from place to place here but Lou's trying to fight it but at that point she thinks that she has nobody Mm-hmm. so she's like screw it off me um <laughs> she, you know so as Lou's about to be sacrificed um Reed Ansel and the archbishop and Coco get there in time um but unfortunately Reed kills the archbishop in Lou's place
0: yeah uh, um and he does that through like a magical way it's not like he just like pushes the archbishop into the way
1: so with this revelation it is now discovered that a male has magic and he can see the tethers of life tied to one another and also other patterns um which is one of the other magics and they escape before the mom can get them cuz they're like that's a male with magic give me um
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um, and I'm gonna let you just uh disclose Reed's uh matronage,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I also have a lot of questions about how Reed yes. has magic because his mom is Madame LaBelle who runs um basically a, a whorehouse, and his dad yeah. is the king. So, I'm wondering where the magic got into the blood there, or if it was just like in Harry Potter when there's muggleborns and they're just like, well popped out with some magic time to roll which that probably is discussed later in the books but as far as this book is concerned i'm very curious about how that happens yeah um,
1: discovered later in the books so i won't spoil that um but it does get explained
0: but it also makes kind of sense that madame labelle would be producing offspring that has magic because in the beginning she is the one that is looking for this ring that lou and coco are also looking for So we know that she's dealing in the magic world, whether it's directly, indirectly, or, you know, through her own avenues.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, we, how do we, why do we compare it as a Kardashian episode? (laughs) It,
0: okay, so I really like this book. I will say that straight up. A lot happens in a first book, though. Yeah. Because it almost feels like, okay, cool, we need to we have Reed's magic come out. Alright, string it along. And then book two, we have his, his lineage come out. And then we kind of see how it's interacting. There's a lot of like <gasps> moments in this book to the point where it's like, it feels like it's spliced together like a Kardashians episode.
1: Yeah. Pretty much.
0: I will say though, I really enjoy the way that lou reminds me of um from throne of glass yeah she's more aggressively like vulgar but their (laughs) energies of like so what are you gonna do about it like i i very much like
1: yeah i like her personality a lot it's very abrasive but i do love it
0: i almost wonder if like Sarah J. Mass wrote Throne of Glass with the level of writing she writes now, because that was her obviously one of her really early books, yeah. how much more similar she would be to Lou. What was the question again? <laughs> I was saying if Sarah J. Mass had written Throne of Glass now, like after she wrote Crescent City and stuff instead of before or when she's really getting started, how similar Selena would have been to Lou as far as the depth of her character um because like selena is a very deep character in herself but she also falls into the archetypes of like the ya female lead quite a bit so i'm wondering how how much more similar they would be if this was like sarah j mass's like 10th book if Throne of glass was her 10th book instead of her first
1: i will say this um selena's character
0: oh i'm sure she has some good ass development because sarah j mass knows Uh, how to develop some characters
1: phenomenal to the point every time i get on tiktok and i see one about her i actually start crying and i don't care where it is in public and private i will virtually start getting goosebumps and start crying
0: yeah <laughs> the, um, also the character reason I, development is sarah sarah knows that shit oh so. <laughs> absolutely the reason i mentioned sarah j mass though aside from like the obvious is the fact that she actually has like on the on the copy i have there's a, a review from her about this book yeah, so yeah. i think it's interesting because they do yeah she said it was a brilliant uh debut full of everything she loved Mm -hmm. they do similar things but in different ways and i love i love the tropes in this book like
1: i love the one bed trope where they fuck on the roof and i love the forced marriage trope even though i'm a hardcore feminist i am not a feminist
0: in books (laughs) and it's also even though this is like a forced marriage um lou is seeing the benefits of engaging in this marriage so it's not like she's literally being forced she's like all right well
1: if she was being forced she would have ran away real
0: quick yes she sees that there is a mutual benefit for her um and she's using that to her advantage which is another thing that i love about her because she's a feminist character that stays consistently a feminist character
1: did we talk about
0: uh reed's mom We talked a little bit about her, but we can talk more about her as a person.
1: No, no, no. I was just making sure that was out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: Um. Yeah, so with that being said, he's related to the king. Yes. So this is kind of talked about in the book. There's this thing with the witches that they... It's pretty important. Um, Basically, magic can destroy the king's line very quickly so that's why they're hunted down and killed to protect the monarchy mm-hmm. um, with reed being the orphan and everything uh he is the next in line for the throne but the king will not acknowledge that
0: oh yeah of course not um and I also-
1: he has brothers that yeah. he knows about and they don't know about him
0: yeah i think it's also really ironic that reed ends up growing up in this super like straight-laced religious setting and madame la like yes i treat my as well but i'm also running a whorehouse and it's like yeah what yeah uh
1: another cute little fact uh reed's name is reed diggory diggory is given to the last name diggory is given to all orphans which i thought was really interesting because i was like wow so there's a lot of fucking diggories just going around
0: it also reminds me of like um game of thrones how all the bastards are named snow
1: yeah Yeah. it's just
0: the idea of just picking a name and saying okay you got no parents this is your name now yeah and when lou realizes that because ansel it says he's he's like my title is whatever whatever diggory and she's like oh are you related And he's like no that's just the name you have when you don't have parents and she's like oh so I did like those aspects.
1: Those are those are like Sarah J Mass clues and details. Yes. So I will tell you if you think something's minuscule in this book or in Sarah's books, it's not. It's going to come to bite you back in the ass real quick.
0: Yeah. I also like that um and this is more of just a general thing of this book that reminds me of the book we read last week, Charles, Children of Virtue and Vengeance, the fact that there's so many diverse magics. Yeah. And they all manifest differently. So it's not like oh all of them are willed out by pure effort no there's different ways to um tap into those magics and they function differently And there's different costs which i think is like really well thought out on the part of um shelby maherin so yeah
1: yeah um i would give this book a four and a half out of five um passion i'll give it a four and a half out of five um it's a good book um and when we start reading two and three I'll express my opinions on that too but mm-hmm. four and a half for me I did enjoy it a lot um I love the characters so
0: <laughs> yeah I would agree with that because I feel like sorry you no. you're good you're good I just like paused and my brain broke for half a second there um <laughs> I didn't stop because you did anything I stopped because my brain <laughs> stopped um four and a half out of five because i also feel like we can go up from here this is a fantastic book i think we can do even better um yeah so i'm leaving that half point for the future yeah um yeah so
1: Uh, yeah next week we are going to be talking about dread nation by justina
0: ireland yep and we that's where we're starting our um Halloween episodes which for all four of the Halloween episodes we will be doing video podcasts with little costumes uh-huh. Um, so that'll be exciting you'll get to see if my camera works you know you get to see us and, and can then put if some my camera works places. I'm
1: either gonna be in a spooky black and white template or <laughs> someone else
0: <laughs> I'm almost wondering if I just need to run my zoom for like an hour before you get on because it normally just comes on on its own after a while
1: yeah I think that might have been it
0: but yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be great and we we'll will talk see later you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.